Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let the Word Drop. I'm really glad to be with here with you here today. Let me tell you, this word was one of those times when you go, oh, this is a tough word to bring. And, um, you know, I'm just looking at my notes here. It can be taken the wrong way. It can really be taken the wrong way. Um, so I hope you don't take this the wrong way. I hope you take this as a Bible reads and not put stuff in it that's not there. That being said, you know, being delivered from wicked and evil people is real. They're really out there. Paul talked about it a whole lot through the scriptures. We see it everywhere. So even that's the beginning of this. We're going to talk about it today. Um, and we're going to talk about being balanced in all of this. But you need to know that they are out there and you need to be delivered from evil and wicked people. Hallelujah. Now I'm just going to look at your comments this morning. Whoo, glory to God. I see uh, Matthew saying thank you. And uh, hi from Camilla all the way from Norway. If you are watching on YouTube, if you are watching on Wavemaker Coach, or if you're walking, uh, watching on my personal page, please do say hello. Um, and it's wonderful to see who's all here and to let me know that you're you're listening. And I love your feedback. Your feedback means so much to me. When you're doing these lives broadcasts, you know, when you're not doing it face-to-face -face with people, it's harder. It's harder to do. And uh, your feedback means so much to me. Uh, Lafayette, so Hawkins, good morning. Hello, Terry Clark. Praise God. It says, preach, beloved. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. We just thank God for each and every one of you online today. And um, I'm just grateful for each and every one of it. Hey, Logan, God bless you. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, thank you all. Thank you for doing that. It means a lot to me. It means a whole lot. Let me tell you. So, oh, guess what, guys? There are evil and wicked people out there that people need deliverance from. Not everyone wants the gospel preached. Hallelujah. Apostle Abraham from India, God bless you. God bless you this morning. So this word is strong and it comes with my warning, warning. Hear the word of God. And don't interpret it into your own uh, situation to justify uh, someone who is not um, not not right with the Lord. But there's evil and there's wicked people that people need deliverance from. Praise God! Oh, I love your comments this morning. Thank you so much for uh, being with me and sharing the word today. So, oh. You know, this is actually about Acts 13, and I have been fighting with this message for weeks. I've been going through the book of Acts, and I've been going through each chapter, and we're looking with prophetic eyes and apostolic eyes to see the Word of God as it is for us today, and how we can practically apply that Word for our lives. And let me tell you, this chapter is full of goodies, full of goodies. You know, we, we saw in the beginning of the chapter that uh, as they were ministering unto the Lord in Acts 13, uh, verse 1 to 2, they talked about their fasting and they were praying. They were ministering unto God. And God spoke in that moment, says, oh, 
separate uh, Paul and, and Barnabas for the work I have for them to do. There's an ordained work that they had to do. And they went out, they went out, they prayed some more, they fasted some more and off they went um, to uh, to do the work and they went everywhere. Let's, let's take a look at that quickly because that'll put things in perspective as they were ordained to go out to do the work. So if you have your Bible and I have my window open because it's pretty hot out here in Canada. Um, so yeah, it does actually, you know, get warm here again. A lot of people think, mm, are you guys, um, are you guys, um, you know, you live in the great white North. Is it snowing all the time? And then no, it gets really hot in the summer sometimes. Um, especially where I'm from on the West coast and actually all across Canada, it can get very warm in the summertime, but Acts 13, one, let's go back to the scripture. It says, um, they ministered to the Lord and they were set up for the work that they were called to do. In one, uh, translation, it talked about, they were being ordained to go out to do the work. God ordained this work and they were sent forth into Seleucia. And from there they sailed to Cyprus and to Salamis and they were preaching the word of God in uh, the synagogues. And they had also John there who John Mark, who was there to help them with the work they were doing. Well, <laughs> then they, they're preaching, they're sharing the word, then things get a little rocky. It gets a little tough here. And uh, let's take a look at what happens. Uh, let's go down to uh, verse six. And when they had gone through the island unto Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, ooh, a Jew whose name was Bar Jesus, which means son of Jesus, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius. Paulus, a prudent man who is called for, who called for Barnabas and Saul rather, and desired to hear the word of God. Now, I was studying this and I've been studying it for weeks. We saw that this guy, this governor, this guy was a good guy. He, he was smart. He was wise. He wasn't easily fooled. He wasn't messed with. And, um, but this, uh, the sorcerer, his name was Iliamas, the sorcerer. For his, his name, it says, by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Now, we can go too fast in these scriptures. So let's go back. Let's go back and read that again slower. So there was a deputy of the country, of the whole country, who wanted to hear the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. But this sorcerer, this, um, this uh, wicked person, um, withstood them. And actually it was, it wasn't like a little withstanding. This was like, he was subverting. He was subverting. It says in some scriptures, uh, interpretations, uh, translations, rather he was subverting the gospel. He was subverting the message. We see that later on. And that means he was trying to push people away from it, re uh, redirecting people from it. He was actually, uh, trying to stop the gospel. I mean, if, if the governor of a country got the word, then that would open up the country, right? We see that happening. Well, he was the advisor. He was a spiritual advisor, this guy, to this governor. And he was spiritually advising him wrongly. And we see that happening all over the world even today. It hasn't stopped. It will continue. That's just what happens. Scary stuff. Okay. So 
so now this is verse nine. We see Saul, who is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him. There's a key scripture here. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. So he set his eyes on him and he said to him, oh, full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil. Wow. He's, he's not mincing his words here, is he? Mm. Thou enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? So he was doing everything to pervert the right ways of God. Hey, that happens. That happens. It's out there. And verse 11 is where you got to fasten your seatbelt, folks. Because this is a scripture that many people can take and run with this the wrong way. And I want to put it out there because this is not the milk of the word. This is the strong meat of the word. This is the stuff that people will go, well, I don't get this. I don't see how this worked. And so um, people will get off track. And that's why I struggled so much with this. It's because I didn't want people to get off track with the word. I didn't want them to go the wrong direction. So I know that's not any of you out there. Amen. That's not any of you out there. We're not going to do that because we want to rightly divide the word of truth. But you need to know that there are evil and wicked people out there who are wanting sub to subvert the message of Jesus Christ in governments and in places. And so what I want to tell you is that you have to be mindful of these things. You have to be mindful of them, aware of them, alert of it. Um, you know, as a young girl, lived, I lived a very, um, I guess, sheltered life. Um, I, I didn't realize that there was really evil and wicked people out there. And, you know, you get a little older, you get a little wiser, you understand that they're really out there. And uh, in ministry, there's a lot of people who don't want the gospel preached. Let me, let me tell you, that's the truth. And it's not good, but it's the truth that's out there. So we need to be aware of those things. So I'm going to pray at the end for those who may be um, uh, around people who are evil and wicked and who are stopping you from hearing the gospel or stopping others from hearing the gospel or who are subverting the message. And uh, it's going to be a nice prayer. I'm just going to say it's a nice prayer. I'm, I'm not going to be like Paul. Now, before we get to the scripture, I want to set some things up. Did you realize that Paul, who is called Saul in Acts chapter 9, he was the one, I hear my cat wanting to get in. If you hear the cat crying, she's crying at the door. I'm not letting her in. So we, I'm just, I mean, we're being real. I'm in my home. I'm in my home. I have a cat. You've probably seen her pictures. Anyways, so <laughs> with all of that, that's so funny. Um, Paul in Acts chapter nine was breathing threats against Christians. He was getting orders from the synagogue to imprison them. And we know that they were many who were killed and they were, it was awful. It was terrible. And what happened? Jesus met him on the road to Damascus and he went blind for three days. He was blind for three days. He, he met the glory of God and he was blinded for three days. And we know that he got his eyesight back and he recognized that Jesus Christ was Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh my goodness. So 
um, with that, we're going to look at the scripture because Paul had a revelation of what he did to the Christians. And now he was seeing that happening in somebody else. So he had a revelation of what he could pray to stop this man from subverting the message of God. I don't recommend that for you, but we need to look at it in our Bible and see that it's there. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I thank God that somebody else loves cats because this cat is just having a field day with my door. I might have to repaint it by the time I finish today. Anyways, so looking at this, um, we see in verse uh, 11, this is where this is where God gets um, busy. He says, and now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee. So he said, the hand of the Lord is upon them. And thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season, only a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness. And he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Verse 12, it says, and then the deputy, when he saw that what was done, believed being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Now, I want to stop there and I want to unpack this a bit because of this one thing. What happens is people get a hold of the scripture and they think, oh, if somebody's blind, this is their problem. They've been subverting the gospel. No, there's a real devil who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But this man uh, who... Uh, when Paul was full of the Holy Ghost, we're talking Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul who wrote all those books in the Bible. And, um, oh my goodness. He wrote all those books in the Bible. And uh, so he is talking here. So we're not talking someone who is not seasoned in the word. We're not talking about someone who is, uh, you know, passing the cookies in uh, <laughs> after service. No. We're talking about when that person's important too. But what I'm saying is someone who is a learned Bible scholar who God had blinded for a season of three days because he was subverting the message of Jesus Christ. And I am not in any way saying it's okay to do that. I'm not. I'm not saying I want that very, very, very clear. But I want you to see in the scriptures that God does deal with evil and wicked people hallelujah and i'm gonna i'm gonna end with what jesus said in uh, luke chapter 9 when he talked about how um you don't know what spirit you're of because anyways i'm gonna go there later amen praise god i'm glad you're back hallelujah amen so we're gonna look at this number one there are evil and wicked people who come against and want to subvert the message of Jesus Christ. They really do. They're they're not playing games, and um, it's 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 scary stuff. I mean, if I look at this um, scripture, if I look at the scripture in the Passion Translation, I want you to get the picture of it. No, I'm doing it in the Message rather. Now listen to this. Same scripture reference, but it gives you a better picture. They traveled the length of the island and that Paphos came upon a Jewish wizard who had worked himself into a confidence of the governor, Sergius Paulus, 
an intelligent man not easily taken in by charlatans. The wizard's name was Bar Jesus. He was a crooked, he was as crooked as a corkscrew. This is what it says in the, in the message translation. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul in, wanting to hear God's word firsthand from them. But Dr. Know-it-all, that's the wizard's name in plain English, stirred up a ruckus, trying to divert the governor from becoming a believer. You know, woe unto those who, who really try to stop people from becoming believers. But Saul or Paul, full of the Holy Spirit, and looking him straight in the eye said, you bag of wind. This is what he said. You parody of the devil. Why, you stay up nights inventing schemes to cheat people out of God. There are people like that out there. God is bigger than them. The grace of God on our life is bigger than them, but we have to be aware of them. But now you've come up against God himself and your game is up. You know, there's a point where God says, that's enough. That's enough. And so he was plunged immediately into shadowy mist and stumbled around begging people to take his hand and show him the way. He really needed to know the way. He needed to know Jesus. When the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer, full of enthusiasm over what uh, they were saying about the master. So, amen. So, yeah, I'm going to talk about how do we deal with evil people. And Paul saw that all over, uh, you know, it was all over the gospel. Uh, we see in Acts 16, the, uh, the woman who was saying, these are the men of God. And they're going, she's going on like this as they were going to prayer. And he kicked the, the, the demon out of the woman who was causing uh, them to, uh, uh, to be uh, people to be led astray because she was trying to gain credibility through her prophesying, but she was uh, using familiar spirits and, um, uh, and that spirit got kicked out. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And we know that it was, um, it was very, very interesting. So it was familiar spirits, but there was also um, a love, um, wasn't Leviathan, it's the other one, Python spirit, witchcraft, Python spirit. And so you have to be aware of these things, that there are spirits out there afflicting people that are causing problems. And we need to get the gospel out. That's our job, to get the gospel out, the good news out to people. Amen. Yeah, they're playing. They surely are playing games. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I like this. Let God deal with the wicked. Just trust him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And um, we. I want to go to some scriptures where we see all through the Bible where um, there was wicked people that we had to deal with. And um, Paul, he says, pray for me that, uh, uh, pray that people would, that I would be delivered from evil and wicked men. Because he, everywhere he went, he was dealing with evil and wicked men. The job of an, an apostle can sometimes be challenging. Very much so. So, um, in, in 1 Corinthians 15, chapter, uh, verse 32, he says, tell me why did I fight wild beasts? And he called people wild beasts. 
I mean, this is a strong word. This is not for the faint of heart. This is not for, uh, if you're born again and you just become a new Christian, this message will need to be explained to you in deeper words. There's people who are not nice out there, basically. They are mean, they're nasty, they're cruel. And uh, they don't want the gospel preached. And you gotta, you got to recognize that. They don't want the power of the gospel preached. They don't want... Um, people to hear the word of Jesus Christ, which is sad. It's sad. It's so sad because it's the truth. Um, let's see. Acts 19, 28 to 31. He dealt with beastly men with their savage opposition that Paul had to do. He had to endure them in Ephesus. Okay. And let's see elsewhere. Wicked men. At Titus 1, 12. You can write these scriptures down. Titus chapter 1, verse 12. Let me see if I have the scriptures. I think I do. I'm just going to go down to them. So this is, this is you know, we're looking at the scriptures. We're seeing what God is doing. Amen. In uh, Jude chapter 1, verse 10, of course, it's the only one chapter. It says, these people insult anything they don't understand. They behave like irrational beasts by doing whatever they feel like doing. Because they live by their animal instincts, they corrupt themselves and bring about their own destruction. So some of them will bring about their own destruction by the way they're acting. It, it, will, it will happen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Second Peter 2.12 is another scripture we need to take a look at. Amen. Let me see if I've got them down here. I'm pretty sure I do. Okay. Key of what I want to share with you today is that don't be afraid of evil and wicked men. You can pray for deliverance from them. You let God deal with them. Even Jesus, in Luke chapter 9, verses 52 to 57, I want to read that to you. Because we want to do what Jesus did. This is our, oh, awesome, you've got the scriptures up. Let me put these ones up. Good. That these scriptures, people need to see these scriptures so they can write them down. Thank you for being so helpful today. Second Peter 2.12. Yeah, there are wicked people out there who are not wanting to do the right thing. Um, yeah, it's the truth. Sad. Sad but true. Okay, let's read this scripture. This is what, where Jesus was going from place to place. So in Luke chapter 9, verses 52 to 55, it says, So he sent messengers ahead of him as envoys to a village of the Samaritans. But as they approached the village, the people turned them away. They would not allow Jesus to enter, for he was on his way to worship in Jerusalem. So this was the Samaritan village, and they knew they were going on to Jerusalem to worship, and there was conflict there. So when the disciples, um, Jacob and John, realized what had happened, they returned to Jesus and said, Lord, if you wanted, you could command fire to fall down from heaven, just as Elijah did, and destroy all these wicked people. And I love Jesus' response. And I want you to hear this. You're going to come across wicked people. You're going to come against those who won't even let you into their city. But you got to keep moving. And, but this is what Jesus said to the disciples. Jesus rebuked them sharply and says, don't you realize what spews from your heart when you say that? 
the son of man did not come to destroy life but to bring life to the earth and in some other translations he says you don't know what spirit you're of do you do you understand who you are you carry life you carry life so paul in that scripture we see in, in acts 13 he um he had gone blind for a season so i guess he thought it'd be okay to do it again that was paul let's look at what jesus had to say jesus says you don't know who you're from you just keep moving ahead so amen that is true there's some people who need deliverance from wicked and evil people that are surrounding them and we're going to pray for people who need deliverance from these people so they they can continue doing the work they're called to do i hope this makes sense so we see i'm going to recap this i want to put this in context because there needs to be deliverance from evil and wicked men and uh, we can pray for that amen we're not calling fire uh, fire down from heaven we're not you know paul did that what he did but that is paul that's not denise that's not you amen you're not the apostle paul uh but jesus really explained it well he says um he he he, he the son of man did not come to destroy life but to bring life to the earth and that's what we're called to do there are some people who will not accept your message you need to be alert of them you need to be aware that they're out there but don't let it bother you just we're just going to pray that you be free from them that you can move on to do your work amen hallelujah amen praise god so the recap Barnabas and Paul are sent out to do the work. They come across the governor. Governor wants to hear the word. A sorcerer, a mean person who wanted to subvert the message of the gospel was, was vehemently opposing the gospel and Paul dealt with them in a way that he knew to dealt with them. And, um, and then the governor heard the word of God. Amen. And uh, we know that is not the standard operating procedure for a Christian because what did Jesus say he said that uh, you don't you realize that what spews from your hearts when you say those things it's, they wanted to destroy the people but God didn't come to destroy people he came to liberate people he came to set them free but there's some people who who will just be um, nasty that you have to be delivered from Paul even says that pray for me that I would be delivered from evil and wicked men and we do need to pray so i'm going to pray for you today i hope this makes sense to you is everyone getting this i hope so i hope everyone's getting these scriptures praise god amen so we look at in titus 1 12 uh 1 12 and jude uh chapter 1 verse 10 second peter 2 12 and we see luke 9 52 to 57 is where we see how jesus responded and that's our, our, our goal here, is to respond like Jesus. Our goal is to respond like the master. Our goal is to say, you know, just move on. There's a lot of you need to move on. But some of you need to be prayed over so that you can move on because it stopped you. It's made you stuck. You become stuck in life because of the resistance of some people um, to hear the gospel and yet need to be freed from the thought of, I need to win this one to the loss at, at whatever cost. And, and, and it's, you've shared the gospel, you shared the good news, 
let the Holy Spirit do the work. And sometimes you have to know when to move on. And sometimes these people won't let you go. They'll, they'll hang on to you and, and cause problems. So we can pray for deliverance from these evil and wicked men. I hope this is making sense. Glory to God. I hope you understand my heartbeat is to that we bring life. My uh, plumb line for my, uh, for my ministry is really John 10, 10. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come to bring life and life to the overflow. That's what Jesus said in John 10, 10. He's a good shepherd. And that's what we need to do is bring life and life to the overflow. But we have to keep it moving sometimes. We have to recognize there are evil and wicked men out there. So let me pray for deliverance today. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I lift up the people online today and the people that they're associated with. I cut off every relationship that is caused them to be stuck, that uh, has hindered their life, has caused them to stumble before you. In the name of Jesus, I cut off every spirit that has hindered um, uh, these relationships in the name of Jesus Christ. I cut off every um, wicked spirit, every evil spirit, every uh, spirit of antichrist in Jesus' name. I declare these people are set free and delivered from them. I thank you, Lord. They're free to preach the gospel. They're free to move on. They're free to do what they're called to do. They're free to share the word of life. They're free to do these things in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Listen, thank you for joining me today. I, I appreciate and value you so much. Um, you know, we're going to be having an, a conference coming up in a few days uh, on the 25th of June at 7 p.m. Eastern uh, Pacific Daylight Time. 7 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. And what's going to happen in that conference is that uh, we're going to be talking about wonderful um women of courage, God's courageous women. And these are women who have testimonies that will blow your socks off. So I really want to encourage you to be a part of that and to allow, um, to allow the Holy Spirit to move on your heart. So I'm just going to give you this little bit of a promo and I will see you on um, Saturday, 3 p.m., I'm going to be doing a um, teaching with my dear friend, uh, Apostle David Olubowale, and we're going to be talking about experiences with our Heavenly Father. You know, those times when you've had those moments with God that have changed your life. I think that's going to be so exciting. I'm really looking forward to that too. But on our women's conference, I'm, our first guest speaker is uh, Reverend um, Lynn Blakeney, and uh, she is a wonderful woman of God, sweet, sweet woman, and I look forward to sharing that with you. So here is our little promo. God bless you richly. Inbox me if you have questions on this. Please do, or if something didn't make sense to you. God bless you. We'll talk soon.